to Rethink Retirement, a Next Up podcast. I'm Victoria Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. This is a place for inspiration and ideas. Hear how other people have used their skills and experience in new ways as they move into retirement. Or unretirement, as we like to call it. Why this podcast? Because we're now all living longer, healthy lives, full of opportunity. But so many people struggle to know what should or could I do at this later stage of life? Our guests are going to provide you with ideas and also talk about some of their challenges. If you can't imagine your future, let our guests take you by the hand and inspire you with their journey. And today we are delighted to welcome Matthew Edwards. Matthew is an old friend of mine. <clears throat> we both worked um, from a very early age at the management consulting firm Accenture. And Matthew had a long, successful career as a consultant, but more recently has pursued a wide variety of interests in the voluntary sector and in corporate and social responsibility. So welcome, Matthew. Hi. Hi, Matthew. Hello. Matthew, it's great to meet you. When Trevor first mentioned you, I really loved how you started doing interesting things in the voluntary sector, supported by your employer while you were still working. And I think employers generally can learn such a lot from what you did. Can you tell us a bit about you and how you got to this point and covering some of that? Sure. Well, I, I mean, I joined Accenture a long time ago, 1985, and spent most of my career in financial services. By the time I got to my early 40s, I sort of got interested in the social impact Accenture could make. And um, did a project to introduce um, e-learning, computer-based training for nurses in Kenya, working with an organisation called AMREF Health Africa. So that was quite a long time ago, and then that interest developed over time. I did a lot of that kind of work off the side of my desk, and then it eventually ended with me spending my last three years uh, working four days a week in the corporate social responsibility function at Accenture, um, which was a, a really nice way to finish my career. Matthew, I, I, you know, that I think is one of the things that's really interesting about your story is that you, you know, you were a kind of full time financial services partner working in, you know, predominantly in the banking industry, but in finance, you know, doing all sorts of big, challenging um, projects. And I know you were doing corporate social responsibility kind of, on the, as you say, on the side of your desk. And we often talk to employers about you know, giving senior people the opportunity to do different things, but it's still a bit unusual, I would say. I just wondered how you made it happen. Um, you know, what, what, would, what did it take? Uh, it's a good question. I reflected a bit on that. Uh, I think, I mean, there's a sort of two-part answer. The, the, the move to a full-time role doing it and moving out of being a commercial partner is probably was probably the hardest bit. Um, the answer to how you do the, the stuff off the side of your desk is you find lots of people to do most of the difficult work for you. Um, yeah. But the the answer to how I got into doing it as a as a more full time role is I kind of recognised that I didn't want what I think of as the kind of cliff edge retirement. I didn't want to work 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 stop. I wanted to find a way to finish that felt a little more gentle in terms of a gradient. Um, and I also, I guess I had become a little bit jaded and cynical about the work I was doing and wanted to do something different. Um, 
and I knew the people in our corporate social responsibility function well. And um, we had a good conversation, which ended up re- me realizing there was an opportunity to do something there. Um, the key thing, though, I think was we both had an honest conversation about what it would mean in terms of uh, pay and status. And, that, and the fact that I was willing to give up some pay and some seniority in order to do the role was important. And that was key to it. It, 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 it. For me, it was a worthwhile trade. Um, it's a little bit outside the norm. And I still remember talking to rather baffled senior executives saying, I, you know, I don't want to be promoted and I'd like to be paid less in order to do this, which is not something that naturally happens. Trevor and I are doing quite a lot of work at the moment with employers and we're coming across this more and more. And, you know, you've got the big 50 plus great resignation at the moment going on. And I think that's people exactly the way you were saying that you're feeling jaded um, and doing something that you are doing. I think is brilliant because it, it sort of re-energizes you there. I mean, this it is quite a difficult decision. And one of the things that Trevor and I have both seen is that you are never alone as an individual when you're a partner in a professional firm in particular. You know, you have family, you have spouse, you know, around you. And actually, you're taking a different pay. And I saw this sounds kind of quite tricky, this, but I think sometimes spouses kind of mind the change in status of, of their spouse when they do something like this. Did you have any kind of family issues around you? Was everybody supportive? Did you need any support? Sort of how did that affect you personally, if you like, going through that? Uh I think from a family point of view, it wasn't a big issue. Um, I don't I don't think my wife ever saw me as, as <laughs> I, she didn't care an enormous amount about status. And that was never a big issue. Um, and I mean, my my children, I think at least one of them has said that, you know, that making that transition uh, made me, in his words, more chill. So that was <laughs> <laughs> that was welcome. Um, the support I really needed was the support I got internally at Accenture. And there were, there were enough people who I'd known for a long time who I was able to ask and sort of put together the trade-off and um, who got it. Um, you know, I'm kind of, my reflection is that actually I think part of the problem is people not asking and people not thinking it's available because actually it made a load of sense for them. They got, you know, someone with a lot of experience applying themselves to a role that could benefit from that experience at a cost that that role could afford. So it was it was actually a good trade. It's just that it is so outside the cultural norm, as I said. Giving up status pay is counter countercultural. But actually, you know, I, I, for me, it worked out really well. Um, and I would you know, I would definitely encourage other people to try it. One of the things you people are going to experience in retirement is, to some degree, the loss of a very clear status attached to a role that looks good on a LinkedIn profile um and you you know making that adjustment and starting to think about it early is helpful yeah now you've then sort of moved on completely now from Accenture although I know you do other things you know in the voluntary sector and I know you're you're a bit of a sort of CSR warrior now uh, in terms of what what people in their unretirement um can add can add back to CSR programs in uh, employers. But anyway, I guess what's on the horizon really is the question, What what what's next for Matthew? Um, two or three things. I, 
on most of my time nowadays, or a big chunk of it, is with a, a startup that I help to fund and advise and do some work for, which provides software for small, very small banks who are looking to provide banking services to people who would otherwise be excluded. Um, and we've been doing that actually pretty much since I retired. So we're coming up to our fifth anniversary. There is more to do there. We're about to move into supporting credit unions in the UK. Um, so I'll be doing more of that. I've got another role that I'm looking at, which is around a small, another small startup, which commemorates the First World War through a basically walking and cycling route along the route of no man's land called the Western Front Way. So, um, and that is that produces an app that helps guide people along it and also find things on route, so places to stay, where to fix your bike, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so those those are two in the sort of social impact side. I will actually continue to do the odd bit of straightforward commercial work. So I am currently doing some work uh, at the Bank of England, which is you know draws on my financial services experience. I find that quite a good combination, and to some degree, uh, one helps to pay for the other. Yes, I think what you've got now is it's the dream actually that most people aspire to, but they don't know what that dream is. That if they you kind of are setting out a path there for people to think about doing. And I think that mix of commercial and voluntary, if you like, is a very good mix there. I kind of want to say it sounds a bit patronizing, Matthew, but well done on all of this. It's it's <laughs> it's a great inspiration. With looking back then, with hindsight, is there anything that you would have done differently? I and mean, it's sounding so organized and so successful, but do you have any takeaways that might help others coming up to retirement? And actually, advice for employers. And hindsight is always a bit twenty twenty, and it looks it probably looks better in the telling than it was in the doing. Uh, I would say um, I'm not sure there is a lot of things I'd have done differently. I mean, my big takeaway is thinking hard about whether you really want to, the cliff edge type retirement or whether you want something that's kind of more under your control and more on helps sort of get you ready. Um, I think it depends on the personality. Some people are good at rapid transitions. I, I knew I wasn't. And so I consciously took that route. Um, advice to employers. I think making it clear that, that these kinds of things are possible would be good. Um, when I think about corporate social responsibility and sort of volunteering, the the corporate world is full of initiatives to get employees to volunteer um, while they are in employment at the point that they're they're most busy. And I think there is an opportunity to for the corporates to help their leavers, alumni, retirees volunteer. Um, there is a sort of classic route of of doing non-exec type roles, and we're we're actually those those are not the only ways to do this. Um, and you know, volunteering and doing specific projects, specific pieces of work, particularly when you've got time, is is actually just as, if not more, helpful to many social impact organisations and charities. I'm, I'm quite interested in how how this how, how volunteering works and how it, it gets organised. Um, and I'm 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 actually doing some work um, with my old firm around uh, volunteering at the moment and i think there is an op there is a kind of missed opportunity here yeah it's interesting we victoria said we're working with a couple of big corporates where you know their experience is exactly what you describe you know there are lots and lots of programs available um very very little take up because people think if they take them up there'll be consequences and consequences that they don't like um so the perception is is there 
uh, is, yeah. and is preventing people. And and similarly, well, you know, it's all over the press about the the fifty plus generation who all apparently we all need to go back to work immediately. Um, <laughs> but you know, to do what? Um, and and so we're working with corporates to kind of really start thinking that through. How do how do you address all of that? Um, interested in your views on on what's been in the press. Oh, uh, the. <laughs> I, I I find this notion that, that there are lots of people who are sort of idling at home watching daytime TV of this generation is that that's the way it tends to come across. I, I think there's an awful lot of unrecorded, uncelebrated volunteering that goes on. Um, you know, one of the other things I do is chair the our village hall committee, and you know, that that's an that's a facility that just depends on lots of people who are. Um, 50 plus just making it happen for nothing um it's difficult to you know it doesn't get measured i'm quite angry that the some of the headlines was one in particular because the telegraph was saying the 50 plus generation of work shy and i think that's just so wrong it's a take on this and i think uh, i think what we're seeing is that sort of people who are jaded and have had enough leaving but i started next up because i was seeing dozens and dozens of people who had left corporate life and just assumed things would happen. They expected to continue not doing 24 seven working, but doing something, but they didn't really know what that was. I mean, hence this podcast, because they couldn't sort of visualize, well, what is it? But they definitely weren't want to, that phrase, hang up their boots, whatever that means. And they were desperately looking. And I had so many people who had written to charities and others offering their help and not even got a reply. Now, I can understand that because you you, know, you get a letter cold on your desk, you're busy, you've got other priorities, you don't know who they are from Adam. Well, who are they? What, why would I do this? But I think, and the other thing that struck me was also that the other people, some people were offering their skills, but others didn't have any concept of the voluntary sector other than working at a charity shop or shaking a tin. Literally, that was what I yeah. kept hearing. And I thought, well, we're not showing people all the people who need their skills here. I just think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic, Matthew. And as I say, I think you're such a good role model for us. Um, I can't thank you enough. That's just absolutely inspiring. And you're just saying so many things that we are talking about in principle and you're actually making it happen. So it was nice to hear that. <laughs> it, it is, I have to say, you know, as I, it, it, it always, it's easy to tell the story in hindsight. I feel that it's finding my way, and that is my only other you know, thought for people in retirement is that I had the two groups of people I've sort of seen, or two approaches, and there are people who feel that before they retire they need to have filled up their entire diary for their period after retirement. And um, my advice to people, at least depending on the individual, is that it actually just give yourself some time to feel your way through it. You know, enjoy it it's a you know for me it's a little bit like being in your 20s again when you don't really know what you want to do but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> Matthew that's uh, that's fantastic thank you thank you so much for your time and your uh, as Victoria said um you know it, it's a great story you know whether it was planned meticulously or just happened doesn't really matter it's a great <laughs> story so uh so thank you thank you for sharing thanks Matthew well um it's nice it's nice to find that you know your friends you know really are quite inspiring <laughs> what he didn't say was that um 
his father was quite senior in the diplomatic service and uh, and they he spent a lot of time in Africa and was I think he was a high commissioner in in Kenya so he knew about the health service and he had a background in technology and he pulled those pieces together and created this project to train nurses remotely so that they could go to Kenya and and be using technology, which wouldn't otherwise have been available in in Kenya. And that started everything, you know, that he just kind of dreamed this up and made it happen. I mean, it's really amazing stuff. Um, And he's quite, he's quite a thoughtful guy. You know, he's obviously, um, although he says didn't plan it, I bet he did actually do quite a bit of planning. (laughs) People like Matthew, give I'm tying myself in knots as I say this but you know management consultants from some of these big companies they don't always have the best names you know they're often seen as being quite self-serving and I think it's becoming increasingly I mean you know you get good pay so it's still attractive to young people for that reason somebody like Matthew I think is an enormously important part of, of a company's brand in terms of Walking the talk, as Matthew was saying, all these companies have got CSR initiatives, but too often they're done by a CSR team completely remotely. And actually the rest of the business doesn't get involved. And, you know, you still have the heavy duty thundering around earning big money, long hours and all the rest of it. And actually, you know, buying, bringing those people into things that make you feel better. I mean, we're just talking at the moment, aren't we, about helping some of the employers we're working with about what makes a great workplace for the older generation. We haven't got to do is sort of bring in gimmicks. At the end of the day, people want good quality work and to feel they're doing jobs that feel worthwhile. But things like what Matthew's doing to me, that is a really good part of bringing a soul into the company, if you like, and just making people feel like we're doing things that are really worthwhile here. Absolutely right. In fact, you know, he didn't talk about the foundation, but there's been a foundation for many, many years, and it was set up because the organization realized that it's something they needed to provide because young people demanded, wanted to be able to take, it could be a six-month sabbatical, up to six months, and go and work for VSO and and come back to their job. It, it was a completely rash. It wasn't altruistic. It was a rational decision. If we want to employ the best young people and young yeah. people want to do those sorts of things, we better provide it. And, and you know, I thought that was really, you know, Accenture isn't famous for that at all. It's famous for lots of other things. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's a very, very big deal in, in the global firm that, that people can do projects. And, and I can't remember if Matthew said this after we stopped recording, but, you know, the idea that you get to a point where you don't really want a role you no, want to he, do something he, I, I wrote it down he said I was at the stage when I want projects not I think he said not roles didn't he yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's what we've been saying is you reach a certain point in life where of course some people still find status and enjoyment in managing large teams but an awful lot of people are weary of it you know people come with a lot of personal problems and you get to the point when you think you know what I've done that I want to just do some really good work here um let the youngsters pick up on that and I would like the flexibility now to do interesting things and I I think Matthew what he's doing is putting our theories 
into into practice because you know we're we're, yeah. we're positioning i'm kind of we know we've been around the block long enough that's what being this age is about that you kind of know the theory now we're finding the case studies of people to prove what we're saying if you like so that's yeah. what's brilliant about matthew yeah i really enjoyed that thank you for organizing it trevor my, that was um, absolutely my pleasure he was great a nice friend of yours so if you've enjoyed listening to matthew have a listen to some of our other podcasts just go to next-up.com and on our website you'll find a link to the other podcasts and also you can see so many stories and people sharing their blogs tips insights whatever just to help you in this next age and thinking about what you want to do and how to plan it and do go to the website you'll find all sorts of resources there stories um insights the videos all of our podcast episodes are on the website and just to remind you it's next hyphen up.com don't forget the hyphen and we'll see you next time bye